When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today we got an up and coming street icon. Jap5 is in the building. How you doing, man? Hey, what's up, Jap5, man? Shit, blessed. Trying to stay out the way, man. Trying to build right now. Yeah. Because you, um, one theme I get from a lot of your music is that you, you did a bid relatively recently yeah how long was that for uh, like four and some change like four years and eight months fuck and so how long you been out for like almost two years wow okay in november it makes two years okay and how old are you right now 24 24 fuck so you did that at like 16 18 am i doing the math wrong 18 <laughs> yeah like fresh 18 okay fuck so that that's like got to be a pretty wild feeling just to all of a sudden be getting to it after having to sit down for that long. Yeah, it's it's different. But I kind of like, I pictured it. Mm. So when I was in there, I basically put it together. Mm. You were just kind of plotting and thinking about it the whole time? Just trying to decide. Like, I had a lot of time to get myself together, really. Like, I had a lot of time to just sit and think what I wanted to do, how I was going to do it what steps I need to take to make it to where I need to get to. Mm. I kind of just manifested it. Like I put it all in, put it all in thought and then bring it to life. For sure. Let's go back to the beginning though, before we dig into recent years, uh, where are you from initially and talk a little bit about your upbringing in LA. Oh, well shit. I'm from South Central LA, mm. like 105th of Vermont. Yeah. Okay. So that's where I was like born and raised and stuff. That's where I grew up out of, so that's where a lot of stuff changed for me. For sure. So, okay, what was your uh, family situation like? You have both parents around or just one? Or? Uh, it was like back and forth. Like it was, it was back and forth. My mom had us for a minute. Then we went with my dad. My dad went and did his prison bid, so we had to go back with my mom. Oh wow! Like yeah, just back and forth. How long was he gone for? Uh, he he did like two different. He went from like when I was two to. I remember I was like in early elementary school from about two to early elementary. Then he ended up going back and did another bid. Wow. He, we went back with my mom. He got out and did another bid, and he just got back out Holy like, shit. like six months ago. Wow. So like the entirety of your life, damn near, he was just going back and forth? Yeah, just back and forth. For, what was your perspective on that as a young person? Like how did you know or make sense of the fact that your dad wasn't around do you have any memories of like how you can perceive that i was i was young and i grew up kind of fast so i understood like i grew up from the streets mm. so it was like normal where i'm from f- to see that so and all reality is like okay pop's doing this big he, like he'll be home he don't got life 
Right. So I kind of had that, kind of had that perspective. So to a lot of people, doing a bid like that is, you know, shocking, life changing shit. But you don't even remember ever thinking it was all that big a deal. Yeah, it's life, man. You gonna come home, you do it right, get it more time. You gonna stay in there. Mm. So did you, uh, when when you were young, did you said like you kind of grew up in the streets? Was there like a lot of influences around you from a young age? Yeah. Yeah, it's not. I'm not gonna lie, it was. Mm. Yeah, it was. A, it was a cool amount. Like you would just see shit going down on a regular basis, or or what? What was it like from your perspective in terms of all that? Well, basically, like, like living with my pops and stuff. He started training us different. Like when he was raising us, he just used to have us like real militant, and everybody used to wonder and be thinking like, man, he hard on his kids. Like he be tripping. But in all reality, I feel like he was just showing me the real. Mm. Like, and I end up growing up being a different type of individual because I've seen so much at a young age. It's like they, like, dumbed out the rest of the dudes my age. Like, now my mental level is different. Really? So for me seeing, like, other people and stuff and other, like, just people around me and stuff, like, how they act on certain occasions and situations, I'd be looking like, man, I would have never moved like that. Right. So... Yeah, because, I mean, there there is, like, such a weird thing that is kind of prevalent in society now where when you look back to, like, what, you know, the streets were like in maybe the 70s or some shit before, like, crack hit and stuff, it felt like there was, like, a much... There was a big chunk of people that that thought it was cool to be militant or to be more, like, disciplined and shit like that. And now, like, I feel like I know what you're saying because there are a lot of people that you'll be around where you'll just be like... This dude's whole goal in life is to sit around and get high and just exactly. be exactly you can you can see it yeah all the time you see it in the fucking artists who are popular and shit like that where even if they're not really like that they might be the hardest working motherfucker in the world and they still and their songs would be sort of glamorizing just sitting around not doing shit because they don't they don't know the proper steps to take like I said that's what I was manifesting when I was in jail that's why I'm like I was learning I was looking at other artists and stuff and I kind of like was just seeing like what they was doing wrong. And I just was studying. I was doing a lot of studying because before I went to prison, I never even thought about like being a rapper or nothing. Like I never, I was boxing mm. and I wanted to be a boxer and doing tattoos and stuff, cutting hair. So it's like once I got to prison, I started messing around with my music and it came to. Interesting. So when you say that your dad was sort of strict with you or whatever, like what was the, like, anything come to mind in particular that was sort of that he was having you do to sort of make you tougher or whatever just like having us around when he was outside like around him a lot like he made sure that he watched us he made sure that he trained us like to watch people certain watch cars when they drive by watch body language Mm. like he just raised us different and then like as far as us seeing like stuff he never hit us from real life like, you know, most kids, parents see crackheads and stuff, and they try to keep their kids away from it because they don't want their kids to see it. But he kind of let me see it, and he'd be like, son, that's a crackhead. Mm. Instead of, like, just keeping me away from it like they're normal kids. So I just started paying attention and seeing stuff like that, like real stuff, prostitutes, mm. and I started seeing that at a young age. I think about that all the time now that I got a, a eight-month-old where I'm just like, there's going to come a time where I'm going to have to explain to her why this person's acting like this. And, and it, it's like, you can just, you can just lie to them. You know, you, you can just lie and lie and lie. And then one day they're going to figure out you were lying to them all those years. And and then it's like, how can you call yourself real if you lying 
about stuff like that. Yeah, like if you really, you gonna be real. Are you really setting yourself, your kid up to have a good future if you're not also like teaching them about the world that you presumably understand pretty well at this point? You know. Yeah, that's why you gotta you gotta just move different. Mm. Especially with your children, you gotta move different because you gonna show them what you don't show them. Somebody else is just gonna show them. So it's like I'd rather just be straight up. But was your dad telling you like? This is what gangbanging is. Stay away from it, or you know, this is what crime is like. This person breaks in houses. This person sells drugs, and like trying to tell you, no. you don't want to do this. No, he never told me that. But my pops is also in the streets heavy too. Like my pops ain't like no body owes pops. Like he he different too. Mm. So with my pops being who my pops is, he didn't care about none of that stuff. Like he. He was doing him, and he just made sure that he kept me on my stuff, but he never stopped doing him, like, because I'm under my pops. Mm. Like, my name, Jap, my pops name is Jap 2. Oh, really? Yeah. Is there a Jap 3 and 4? My pops is Jap 3. Oh. I'm Jap 5. Oh, okay. I thought you said he was 2. No. I'm saying that oh, my pops name a, is a, a, Jap addition. 2. Okay. Yeah. yeah, What what is, where did your name come from, and, like, what does it mean exactly? Uh, Japanese. It's like our hood name. Oh, okay. Like, it's Big Jap, Little Jap. My pops is number three. He baby Jap. It's tiny Jap. And then I'm five. I'm infant Jap. AD was just telling me the other day that there's like infant versions of a lot of hood names. Yeah. I didn't even really know that until recently. Yeah, it's like generations. Right. But if you had a, a son, they just got to start over? Or? Nah. I have a son. He going to the NFL or something, <laughs> man. <laughs> like I said, I broke, this, I broke the curse. Mm. Do you feel like it was a, a, a curse in terms of like, you know, just people sort of being in fucked up situations of course that's a curse because it's like what what can you do in a situation that you don't know that you, like what can you do in a mm. vulnerable situation it's like if that's all you know if that's how you was raised and that's all you was taught like you're gonna move like this because that's all you know and that's all you was taught right and when you come and see something different it's like damn that's different mm. definitely so okay like what what kind of kid were you in you know junior high and shit like that uh Man, I always been bad. Mm. <laughs> like I always been a little bad boy. I've been like like I said, I was raised different from the other kids, so I was more like I used to watch people. I used to be like, he a bitch and I used to be just tripping. I used to be like, I don't want to be around him. Mm. I used to be like, she weird. She be talking to all the boys. Like I was thinking like that. You were like at opinionated school. In a way where like a lot of young people don't really then they're not like smart enough to have an opinion yet. Yeah, that's that's what it was. I was just like people weird, and then I was always being bad. Like I was always the one that none of the kids could hang with. They used to tell their mama like, "Don't let, don't let, don't let him hang with your kids." How'd you get that reputation? Were you like stealing shit from the store, stealing, fighting, and... fight exactly, stealing, fighting, just always getting in trouble, throwing rocks at cars, mm -hmm. letting people dogs out, running from them, <sighs> doing crazy Let shit like that. <laughs> that's some to, evil shit, bro. I used to do shit like that. Sometimes I see like. Just dogs running around in neighborhoods <laughs> in LA, and I'm Some just like, kids probably let them out. Yeah, that was you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was one of that because I'm like, shit, is that a runaway dog or is that just like a dog that just lives on the street its whole life? It's like you are Mexico and shit. They got dogs just walking around <laughs> for real, just chilling, just chilling. Like, they don't even give a fuck. Um, okay, so you are widely known to be associated with the Hoovers. Yes, sir. When did that? become a thing in your life all my life the whole, since i was a baby you already knew that was that was i was just was. like 
I knew, like, I knew about it. Like, I knew my dad was from Hoover, and then I knew that he was somebody from Hoover, and I knew a lot of people looked up to him, so that's kind of what I grew to look up to. Really? So. That's interesting. So you never you never had, like, a bad image of gangbanging to you? It was like, oh, this is kind of, like, the reason why my dad is respected? Yeah, like, me growing up over there, I just seen, like, the people who was respected, and it was, it was like, everybody Hoover. Mm. Where I'm at, the crackheads from Hoover, the bums from Hoover, the strippers from Hoover, everybody from Hoover. So that's just like, in my situation, that's that's where everybody from. But when There's you, teachers at the schools from Hoover. like. And you just like low-key knew? Yeah, I just knew what was going on. They're not like banging on other students in class, right? Some of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. Um, but so were you, were you like isolated enough that you didn't even know people from other places really that much when you were a yeah, kid? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. All I knew was that these was our enemies. Like mm-hmm. I knew who our enemies was because them were the ones that come through and they shooting and we got to run and hide. Like even as a kid hanging out on the block, you know, people don't care. They're going to come through and shoot. Really? So where I'm from, like in the hundreds in L.A., it's dangerous. So you saw a lot of that kind of shit a when you were a kid? A lot of dead bodies, a lot of... People get shot. A lot of like, a lot of that. Goddamn. Oh God. Did you like realize at a certain point, like, oh, we, we not only got like some enemies, but we got like a lot of enemies. Like that, it was a very Hell big. Yeah. I, I really, <laughs> source I'm not gonna of lie. I really like my image of like as far as enemies. Like you know, I grew up and stuff, and I was raised, and then my gang, you know, we highly respected. So we do beef with everybody, but everybody want to beef with us for a reason. Mm. So it's like we out here and people like I always downplayed my enemies. I always thought my enemies was like boo boo and stuff. I thought all my enemies was bullshit. I used to be tripping like I used to think that because where I'm from, everybody from here and we all badass. Like <laughs> so <laughs> Right. I thought that until I hit that county jail, you hit that county jail. Well not even the jail, not even the county. Juvenile hall was where it first started. When you start running to enemies that can fight too, and I'm like yeah. So you hadn't really like been involved. You hadn't like had a fist fight with somebody from another neighborhood up until that point. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Yep, until Juvenile Hall. Wow. So how'd you end up getting in trouble and getting sent out to Juvenile Hall? Was that like the first big time that you got arrested? Uh, yeah. Okay, what happened? Uh, I stabbed up some kids at school with screwdrivers. Holy shit. You brought the screwdriver with you or you just yeah. happened to find it? No, I had it with me. Why? What happened? Why do you have to go that, that serious with it? Uh, shit, we was just playing around. And uh, at my school, like, it was a bunch of, like, stuff we were just all, we all out there, like, slap boxing and stuff. Mm. And all, we all started off, like, slap boxing. We all playing around, play fighting and shit. And uh, one of the dudes, he got mad. And when he started getting mad, he started, I guess we slapped him up and stuff, and he went to go talk. Tell the rest of the dudes that we slapped them up, and they came back and they jumped us. Wow! And after they jumped us, I just went for what I knew. 
But you were like at the point already that you were like bringing a fucking screwdriver to school just in case some shit went down. Nah, it wasn't. It wasn't for uh, in case nothing went down. I had a mini bike. I used to ride my mini oh, bike to shit. school, so I had a screwdriver in my backpack because I used to have to play with the throttle and stuff in the morning. Oh fuck! <laughs> and so you you stabbed this kid bad enough that they were like, Nah, they it had wasn't. To it wasn't. I thought I did. In my head, I did. But in all reality, it was like little scratches and shit. It didn't gotta, even rip through their clothes. It must be tough to stab somebody with a fucking screwdriver unless it's been like really sharpened. <laughs> you must have to get like a really clean fucking jab going with that. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't fucking. Well, it just scratched them up. Like it put like rips on their skin, but it really didn't. But that's what you got arrested for it. Yeah, I got arrested. And they threw you in fucking juvenile off of that. Yeah. God damn. So you get you get in there and like how overwhelming is it? Uh, it's just different because like when I went in there, like I knew I beef with like the main. I knew I beef with my main beefs, but when I start hearing hoods that I never heard of in my life say they beef with us, I'll be like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. and then you gotta fight. So they want to fight, we fight. So you gotta just fight, and then you kind of ignore each other after that. And in the county, yeah, and juvenile hall, no. Oh really? And the juvenile hall, we gonna fight and we gonna fight and we gonna fight and we gonna fight. So you might see we, somebody every day and just be and just fight disrespecting each other and just and having to get that's into exactly, it. Because it's kids. Yeah. Like you, you dealing with kids. They really don't know. So. That's crazy. Because all right, I was interviewing another rapper the other day, and he was talking about how, because he was in county jail for four years, and he said that it was. You know, that shit's gnarly because, like, when you go to prison, everybody's used to, like, being there for a long time. So everybody kind of chills out to a certain extent and they all want to, like, be able to exist long term. But when you're in a county, like, there's a lot of people that are only there for a couple of days or a week or whatever. But when, when you say that thing about fucking juvenile hall, that sounds even more gnarly because you got all young ass kids who don't even haven't even thought about having something to lose. Right. Yeah. And that's that's the thing. They don't care. So you're going to fight the same. They jump in you. They don't. It's like, we're going to keep fighting. So did this change your outlook on life a little bit? Were you like, fuck, I got to start, you know, because you're kind of swole now. Was that, was <laughs> that just from being in, in locked up? Or was that like while you were in juvenile hall, were you already like working out shit? No, like I said, that goes back to my dad. Oh, yeah. You As a that. young nigga, he had me doing push-ups and lifting weights and shit. Like he used to make us do push-ups. Like I said, other kids didn't have to go through that shit. Right. I was doing push-ups. That's dope. I wish my dad had had me like really focused on lifting weights and shit. I feel like that's a great thing to pass on to your kids. It's, you know? it's different. Like I said, that's why I said it's, it's real different. Cause now, look, and everybody be telling me like how I could get like that and <laughs> what you got to be doing. I'll be chilling. I don't even be working out like that no more. Really? But did you get a chance to work out a lot while you're locked up? Yeah, hell yeah. Do a lot of maintenance. But I always feel like it must be hard to to put on any kind of size while you're in there because of the fact that you're eating like shit, like the worst food. See, that's that's false. Really? That's real false. Niggas in jail eating better than people on the street. Really? Like yeah, you can s- order like everything. Like and once you get to prison in the county, you can order certain stuff. You could cook certain stuff, but when you get to prison, like I was in there the whole time I was in there, I was eating shredded beef burritos and. Really? Rice bowls with fish and all type of... I was eating fly shit. Oh, that doesn't sound too They bad. do food sales. We eating chicken. We eating Costco's pizza, tamales, all that. Holy fuck. Yeah, That's do, dope. They do... Yeah, they do, uh like, food sales. 
I thought it was like ramen was like the top of the fucking food chain yeah. in there. In the county, like you could, you gotta cook everything with ramen. Because when you like watch a, videos of people making food in jail on YouTube and shit, it's usually like ramen based. That should be fake though. <laughs> Most of that should be fake. Well, there's probably like worse prisons too, or like prisons where they haven't even like got into the business of helping people get a little bit better food, right? Yeah, some some prisons probably don't, but out out here where I was at, we was able to order all type of stuff. Like I'm eating everything y'all eating out here. Right. Wait, okay, so you get put in juvenile hall, and then how long are you in there? Uh, when I was going through, it was like uh, six six months, nine months, and 12 months. Mm-hmm. No, you was able to get three months, too, but now it's like five to seven. Okay. And so you, you had to go do that? I had to do nine months. And then yeah. you got out and got in trouble again, and that's got what? Out and I was out for like. Six months. Mm-hmm. And went back, hit the county, got out, was out for three months, and went back. What? But when you got out from juvenile hall, like, what would you say that you had changed as a person? Did you, like, all of a sudden understand how to move in LA better? Honestly, juvenile hall is like the worst thing a kid can do. Cause it's like throwing the kid in the pit bull ring. Right. Like, that's all you're doing. You're just gonna make them rough. Like, it, it's no rehabilitation in juvenile hall. They put you inside of a room and lock you down, and you go in there. And you, and you get let out to the day room, watch TV. You watch a movie, and they put you back down. But you got every other bad kid in the city in there telling you in what there. to do. And they all got they all attitudes. They all fighting. They all aggressive. They all tripping. So right. So it's just like you just going to make your kid tough. Were people treating you differently when you got out? Was it more like... All of a sudden, because you know, like, I feel like you you gain a lot of respect for that. Nah, nah, nobody was treating me different. Damn when I got out of juvenile hall, nah, hell no. I was like, I was just worse. Like honestly, juvenile hall made me worse because mm. I got more aggressive. So I started being like trying to bully. I ain't gonna lie, like being trying to be a bully type shit. Mm. Cause you gotta be like very aggressive in that environment, and then all of a sudden you're out with like normal you get put people. Out and you aggressive, and you still are just as aggressive, even though half the people that are out in the streets are not speaking yeah. that same language, right? Well, everything. That's exactly what it. Mm, interesting. Okay, so then you get back in the county, and what was that for? A uh, pistol. Oh. Okay. A pistol and a robbery. Damn. All right. But you only did a couple months from that, or? Nah. Oh no, I did time for that. Okay. That was the one that you did the four years for. No, oh. I ended up getting out and came right back. I got out. I'm telling you, I didn't been back and forth. Like that shit, sad. Right. Well, what got you? What landed you doing the four years, or was it a combination of uh, shit? A bunch. I just had a bunch of different cases. Like I always just was on bullshit on the streets. So when I finally did, when they finally did catch up with me, they had stupid shit. A bunch of different cases on me. Hmm. Damn. So that. What's the difference between like juvenile hall and and being in the county? And you were in the county for that whole time. You didn't actually go to prison, or no? Nah, I was in the county for like uh, like twenty twenty six months. Okay. I think like twenty. I don't know. I don't know exactly how much, but I think like twenty six months. So how much worse is that than being in juvenile hall? Uh, it's like juvenile hall, but with men. Mm. Like. That's the county is the same thing, like it's like juvenile hall with men. But some some of them are respected. Like it's a little bit more, like as far as like politics, like it's a little bit of politics in the county. There's no politics in juvenile hall. 
Mm. So in juvenile hall, like everybody do what the fuck they want to. Right. Once you, once you hit the county, it's a, like it's a chain of command. Right. So now it's like, okay, this person called this off. Like it's different, but it's some people that respect it and some people that don't. But you got to answer to it. Right. Damn. So after the two and a half years of that, you did do prison time or? or yeah, I went to prison. And how how was that? I'm just like trying to get an idea of like how different these three environments uh, are. Prison was more like it was cool. Like that's where I really found myself. Really. Like that's where I really caught up with myself. I got to think and like it's one thing I could say about prison. Prison like rehabilitated me. Really. Like the county made me worse. Juvenile hall made me worse. Prison was really where I got my mind together. Why do you think that is? Is it because you're like looking at all these older guys that are fucking That's in there? That's exactly what it was. You're thinking like, this dude's sitting here for 10, 20 years. I don't want to waste you know, my, the next my 10 first, years. My first person that they put me with when I went to prison, when I made it, they put me, uh, I was supposed to go to one prison and he was going to another prison. So they put us in the overload cell. Like we had to wake up the next day and uh, they put us in the cell together and I talked to him and he was from East Coast. Like, you know, that's one of our enemies. Mm. And he was telling me, he like, like, I could see a lot inside of you. Like, man, he just was talking to me. He like, man, I've been down for 51 years. I'm like, you been in jail for 51 years? He like, yeah, I've been in, in prison for 51 years. I'm like, damn, I just started listening to him. Once he told me that, I'm like, damn, 51 years ago, I was nowhere to be found. Wow. I'm like, that's a long time. And he just was so humble. He had to have probably killed a bunch of people to get 51 years, huh? I don't know. He, he... But said he'd been down 51 he was just an old man like and he was still looking young and healthy like he didn't look like he'd been down no 51 years wow or even could possibly like he was like 70 something but he was still active i'm like damn what the fuck still doing push-ups and everything wow oh god i'm like what the fuck and was he just telling you like you know basically like you just don't want to you don't want to he just was telling me here. like yeah, like just to go home. He like, man, go home. Like, man, I seen a lot of people and I had this conversation with a lot of people. Like he basically started getting on my head and he was telling me, cause the first thing I did, I banged on him. I didn't know. Like I, when he came in, I'm like, hey, where you from OG? Uh -huh. I'm from East Coast Crit. No, he didn't want to tell me at first and I didn't let him in the cell. I'm like, where you from? He like, like why? I'm like, because I got to find out where you from before I let you come in this cell with me. Uh -huh. He like... And it's just you two or is it like a cell with a bunch of people in it? Nah, it's just us two. But I just... When they was telling me, they like, man, don't sell up with no enemies. Like, you know, that was one of the politics. They told me, like, make sure you don't sell up with no enemies. So I just was trying to figure it out. And he was like, man, I'm not from nowhere. At first he told me he's not from nowhere. And I let him in the cell and stuff. Then he told me, like, man, I'm from East Coast. And I instantly, like, start thinking, like, what the fuck? Right. Like they probably about to politic on me. So I was trying to see what he was on. And he just started telling me, like, man, you you on bullshit. Like, he was just telling me, like, man, I can see it in you. Like, you. Um, and I, I really didn't understand. I just was trying to figure out, like, how to save my ass. I'm like, what the fuck? Right. Damn. So is that kind of awkward for you to get used to having to, like, basically be around a lot of people that you would be beefing with previously and that you kind of have to turn it down a little bit? It didn't really make it awkward, but it's like I kind of just learned to look past them. It's like, okay, they from the, they from over there, I'm from over here. Like, okay, I mind my business, they mind their business, but it's going to be that one, you feel me, that try to nibble around. But mostly, like, when they come to prison, they clean theirs up, man. They clean up their yard. We clean up our yard. Like I said, on the streets, we out here beefing heavy and all this shit. But in prison, 
that shit controlled. Like, you feel me? We not beefing like we is on the streets in prison. And that's what I don't understand. Because it's like we out here beefing with each other on the streets. Mm. And then in prison, it's like, yeah, I was buying stuff from your homies. Some of y'all, I was, I had to train y'all. I was, I was a boxer trainer in the gym. So when they come in, it's like I can't not train them because they from neighborhood now. Mm. So I had to train them too. So it's like, okay, I'm, we playing basketball in competitions. When you do sign up for recreations and stuff, and we got basketball competition, we got to play against them. They didn't sign up. They got a neighborhood team. We got a Hoover team. Mm. We got to play against them. How you feel me? So it's like shit like that happening, and it's going clean. And then it's like out here, we out here killing each other and shit. Just yeah, I mean, I've heard that from a lot of people over the years that basically like prison was the thing that made them realize that they were sort of wasting their life and that there was too much energy being put into just having problems with somebody who lives a couple miles from you. Exactly. It's like not even just that, and that's that's having problems with anybody. I don't mm. give a fuck if it's an enemy. I don't give a fuck if it's a rich white man in the store. It could be a homeless person. I don't. I don't got no problem. I don't want no problem with nobody. I'm duck. Mm. Like I said, I'm minding my own business. And that's that's kind of what I learned. I'm like, I just mind my business. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to him, her, mm. nobody. Just y'all do y'all, I'm going to do me. But were you beefing with, like, did you end up beefing with other races while you were in there? Or is that? Hell yeah. Really? Yeah, that shit happens, like, over the regular, too. Is it more blacks versus Mexicans or more blacks versus whites? Black versus Mexicans. Really? And the white people just kind of stay out of it for the most part? Uh, they they're overpowered, right? Yeah, they it's probably a they, minority. They, 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 they do be overpowered, but they be strong though. That's mm. one thing I can't say. They always overpowered, but they always strong. Really? So uh, when when you say white guys in there though, do you mostly think of like Nazi type dudes, or are they Nazi. just regular? They, they be cool too. It be it be some of those. Like it be it be both. Like I said, just how it be Crips and Bloods. It be skinheads and like you feel me. It's the good white guys that caught mm. a case and just got caught up on some lucky shit. And then it's the thugs, like you feel me? They all, we all together. Mm. Like it ain't just a bunch of gangbangers in jail. It's some old dudes that didn't kill people over raping their daughter, like stuff like that. Wow. Like you run into a lot of stuff like that. But like, were there white dudes who you were just like cool with? Like they were they weren't on some racist shit. You could be yeah. cool with them, but you couldn't be like that cool with them. Nah, hell yeah. In prison you can. Okay. Not in the county. Right. In the county they don't want you really doing too much communicating. But once you hit prison, what I used to be chilling with my woods. <laughs> That's really what we're doing right now, too. Um, but uh, so, okay, what do you start thinking about once you realize, like, okay, I'm going to get out and, like, what kind of person I want to be? Like, how do you start? You said you found yourself. How did you start, like, working on what you wanted to be once you got out? Uh, well, I just knew at the rate that I was going, I was going to be back. Where I was Because it's like Every time I get out I got the same I never had a goal That's one thing I could say When I was in prison I never I mean when I was in Juvenile Hall In the county Excuse me Before any of that I never had no goals So it's like When I finally did Put together a goal Like alright let me do this I start. It's, I started in prison Like and, uh, It just was Certain stuff Like I'd be like Okay I'm just sitting in my cell every day doing nothing, doing nothing. Every day is just like, like damn, if I was on the street, I would be doing the same thing. Mm. Like, I wouldn't have no goal. I wouldn't have no objective. So I kind of just was doing the same thing. I'm like, let me switch up my program. So I'm like, fuck it. I want to get a job. So they like, okay. They called me out one day. My counselor, he's like, what can you do? He like, man, there's one gym. There's a gym and a job that's opening as a, as a trainer. Like, do you have any boxing training? 
I'm like, yeah, like I boxed all my life. That's, that's perfect. Mm. So I started boxing. I started being a boxer trainer. So I used to go in there and now they let me out. So that, that opened up an opportunity for me right there. For me being different and just laying in my bed, I got up and applied for a job. Now I get to come out, I get to hit the punching bag every day at yard, I get to hit the punching bag. Uh -huh. So that helped me with my stressing and shit and the stuff I was going through. I used to hit that, I used to train people, communicate, talk with people. And it just, like I said, that made me shoot for better goals. And I just started climbing. Like I started writing down, okay, I'm gonna do this. Then I, I was messing around and stuff and I used to be writing raps, but I just used to be freestyling and having fun. Mm -hmm. And one of, the, one of my homies told me, he like, bro, like you should you should get out and rap. I'm like, nah, hell no, nah, fuck that. I'm not finna be no rapper. Mm. Then I end up landing with one of my cellies. He was a young dude like me and he rapped. And they was Lil D. Lil D like, he like, bro, you gotta get out and we gotta like he used to me been around him, like open my mind up because he has so much like spirit. He used to be like, bro, watch when I get out, I'm gonna be rich, bro. Mm. Like woo, woo, woo. Like he used to just talk like that. And I used to be just listening. I used to be like, and he was like, bro, and it, it started from that to me and him building a relationship. Then he like, watch when we get out, bro, we gonna be rich. And he used to always say stuff like that around me. So I kind of start thinking it too. And I used to just reminisce with him. Well, not even reminisce. I used to just, like I said, manifest. We used to just sit there and build and be like, this is what we gonna do. Mm. And I kind of just, that energy that I got from him, I just used it with mine and just kept pressing play. That's fire. So you get out. What what's the first shit you do when you get out? Uh, like the first, like you wanted, like in detail, or you wanted, like, yeah, like who picked you up? What's the first shit you uh, got to eat? Uh, well, I got picked. I ended up getting picked up by a female. Oh, okay. Uh, so you still are just like having a few numbers that you're calling while you're in there and shit, or do you have a girlfriend the whole time? Or? Yeah, I had a I had a girlfriend, and, and I she had, held you down the whole time. Yeah, I had That's a girlfriend, amazing. and I had a baby mama. They both. Play their part. You can double up on the affection right there? Nah. <laughs> nah, they don't, they don't get along, man. <laughs> I would assume, yeah. But yeah, they uh, they they both play their part. Okay. Like my baby mama made sure that my daughter stayed in my life. That's what's And up. she made sure I, I got to see my daughter and watch my daughter grow up from where I wasn't. You know, I wasn't on the street. She could have kept my baby away from me, but she she played her part. What's the first thing you went and ate when you got out? Uh, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Nice. Was That's that, all I was thinking about. You went in the restaurant or you got it to go? I went in. And what was that like? Just be around all these normal ass people all of a sudden after being around all these crazy it dudes? Just, it just was different. Yeah. Yeah, it was different. I felt I felt weird. Like when I first like my first three months back on the street, I felt like real weird. Right. I felt mm. like everybody was watching me. Anytime you're <laughs> kicking it with somebody who's like just gotten out after doing a couple of years, there's always a degree of weirdness where you can just tell that they're just not, they're just thinking about everything differently <laughs> and trying to figure out how shit's supposed to go. And it's, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So how did you, when you get out, did you just immediately start working on the rap thing or, or how did that play out? Nah, uh, I got out and started cutting hair. Hmm. I was cutting hair first. Because you got to get a job when you get out, right? They, they get, you got to be uh, on They, they try to something. press you, too. But it, it all depends on you. Like, if you, if they try to press you, too, and you don't want to, your PO just going to let you crash. Uh -huh. But if your PO, if you got a good PO, he going to stay on your head. But I'm like, I want to cut hair. I don't want to be in no burger place, or I don't want to, mm. I don't want no regular job. Right. Because you actually like the person who cuts your hair. Like, you got to be nice to them. 
Yeah. You got to respect the guy cutting your <laughs> hair. You don't really got to be that nice to the guy making a burger, I guess. Oh, God. Mm, that makes <laughs> sense to me. But, okay, then how did you, how'd you start working on rapping and, and putting all that together? Uh, well, I just I wrote a lot of songs in prison. So I was just like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put out this. I'm going to try this rap thing. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put out this song, and I'm going to put it on SoundCloud first. And if they like it on SoundCloud, I'm going to put it on YouTube. I'm going to make a video to it. So I made a song. And it ended up doing pretty good numbers. Really? Just right out the gate, just randomly when you put it on SoundCloud? Randomly. Like, in like one month, it had like 23,000 plays. Nice. And for me to make that my first song, I seen that was a lot of, more than a lot of other rappers. Right. I'm like, damn, that's rappers I listen to that don't even get that. So then you start focusing on doing music so, videos yeah, and so shit I, as well? so I made the video to it. That's dope. Yeah. Um, How... How far do you feel like you've kind of come in terms of getting your music shit off the ground? Or like, how, how long have you even been out for? You like, said two years? Or? Like, almost two years. Okay. Probably like 17 months. Okay. So, how do you feel about how far you've been able to take it? Or like, it feels like the last couple of months, a lot more people have been talking about you and paying attention and shit, right? Yeah, because I've always been, always been viral. Like, I've always been going viral and stuff. I've been real well-known, but for different stuff. We were knocking people out and shit? Yeah, like fighting. <laughs> Did you have a lot of, like, videos on Worldstar that yes. I would probably never know it was yeah, you? for sure. For real? Damn, because I was sure. thinking with the boxing shit, like, I'm sure you got a, a lot of scraps yeah. that you've been in on the streets. Yeah, a lot. A lot on everything. <laughs> a lot. But it's like all that stuff started. And, uh, then when I started rapping... And I did finally get noticed for my rapping. It's like it just helped me out a lot. Right. Definitely. Um, do you feel like you were getting support from a lot of people around you and shit? Like, were they happy to? Because that's one thing. Tell me if I'm wrong. But it feels like you're from one of the bigger sets, but there haven't been that many rappers to really blow up representing that. Is that true or yeah. false? <clears throat> no, that's true. But it's more so true because everybody... Like I said, where I come from, everybody's a badass. <laughs> right. So everybody want to be their own self. Nobody want, like if you look around at other gangs, it's other gangs that their rappers are working together. Mm. Their rappers are doing songs together. They, you feel me, they coming together as far as artists to do what they got to do to make all of them uplift. But instead, my gang, we all got like that tourist power. Like we just don't give a fuck. We like stubborn and... Like, you will see, like, that that goes on a lot where I'm from. Mm. Yeah, do you feel like, like, through you getting more and more successful with music, do you feel like any of that shit starts to go away over time? Like, once once you are, like, a really talented or, like, a bigger rapper that some of the issues between gangs starts to go away, or does that shit just last for, for the rest of your career? Nah. It's like, once you start getting money, you start noticing that. Because when I was broke, I hated all my enemies. Mm. Once I start getting money, I'm like, okay, they, they could do them. Right. Like I don't, I'm not finna lose this for that. Like you kind of get that idea and that, that perspective of people. Yeah, because like I used to say, like, oh, like when you look at LA, like you see all these bloods working with these cribs, et cetera, et cetera. But then when you really pay attention to it, when you really have like hoods that really have like a eternal hatred of each other, even when the artists get really big, a lot of times that shit just don't really go away. I don't know. I, I just look at that like it's goofy to me 
Because it's like you can be out here tripping on all your enemies that's from over here, but then you got some cousins that's enemies that you love. Mm. Like it's like at the end of the day, whether that's your cousin or not, you still love a nigga from the other side. Right. So why can't you just mind your business with them and leave them alone, let them do them, and you do you? Mm. But instead, you would rather be out here tripping, and then you're not knowing that you're still hurting your cousins, peoples. Mm. Like and it's it's just like it's confusing. If so it, it, it's weird too though because it feels like a lot of people like rap wise, they don't really like feel the need to diss other hoods or whatever except if they kind of want to go viral. Like, they sort of know that that's, like, the cheat code to it in a lot of ways. Yeah, but it's it's two different virals. Mm. And I noticed that it's a negative viral and it's a positive viral. Mm. I used to be negative viral. As far as, like, the people that was following me were also negative people. Mm. So they used to be posting videos, like, when you going to slap another nigga? They used to be <laughs> messaging me shit like that. Like, right. when you going to slap somebody else? And I used to be like, what the fuck? And now it's people like, when you gonna drop your new song? I need advice. Like, now my messages are different. I start noticing that. And a lot of these dudes do that to go viral, but then they not knowing that nobody knew who you were until you did that video. Mm. Now you just made yourself viral and you got all these motherfuckers looking for you for you dissing their hood in their video. Mm. So I'd rather go viral positive way Everybody see my music. I ain't got to diss no hood. So when they see me, they respect me. They had no reason to want to take my head off. Mm. I wasn't dissing y'all hood in my song. Like I'm sure y'all rather get somebody that's dissing y'all hood than somebody that's not dissing y'all hood. And then also been that person. It's like, okay, I didn't already fought a bunch of enemies. I didn't already been through what I've been through with my gang. It's like, I'm not even worried about y'all. Like, mm. y'all do y'all. I'm worried about myself. So it's like, you got to just know how to balance it. Yeah. Do you feel like the sort of OGs where you're from or whatever, they look at you like as somebody who put a lot of work in, but they would rather see you focus on trying to, you know, become a, a star out of your area? Uh, <clears throat> That's like, it's back and forth. Mm. It's some people that's going to respect it, some people that's not. Like, when you're from a big gang, you got positive and negative like I said it goes back like that it's some people that like to see me doing good mm. it's some people that want to see me in the hood shooting at niggas it's some people that be like bro we gotta do this and there's some people that's gonna tell me like man stay in the booth nigga like do your shit mm. so but I seen some video on YouTube of you basically saying I, I think the title said that you consider yourself like a gang member but not a gang banger at this point yeah it, it, for sure what do you what's the key difference there because I'm a gang member because this is where I'm from. This is where I was raised. Can't no nigga take that from me. Mm. Like I said, at the end of the day, this is where I was raised. I was raised from Hoover Street and in the Hoovers and all that. Y'all can't take that from me. Y'all can take everything from me. But when it come back to where I was raised, I was raised here. So that's going to always stick with me. So once I kind of figured that out, and then it's like I started, I used to do shit to impress. Like I used to do shit so niggas can look at me and be like, oh, yeah, that, that, like I thought that was how to get respect, but I wasn't paying attention to the fact that these niggas that's getting money and riding around in foreign cars, they not doing the same shit that these niggas doing. They mm. getting respect, a whole different level of respect, and they getting money. I start paying attention to shit like that, like, okay, then it's these niggas getting respect. I start noticing, like, everybody, it's different levels of respect, and it's different people that get different respect, so mm. when, it's, when it's still with that, I'm like, man, I don't got to do this to get respect no more, nigga. I'm finna go get money and get respect. 
Yeah. Like, in, in a lot of ways, when you think about, like, gang beef and shit, like, it kind of, like, happens mostly between people who really have nothing, who are, like, they're not at the point in their life where they have money. Because then if you, if you want to beef with somebody over, like, oh, there's money to be made and you're, and you're competing for that money, that makes sense. A lot of stuff with the gang shit, it sort of originates from people who literally don't have anything except their neighborhood and their self-respect. Exactly. And, and that's, that's what they have to war over. See, and that's why you can see that. You can see that in the way of how they living. Mm. Like you notice that the people that got something don't really be on that. It's always the people that don't got nothing that's oppressing that. They, you feel me? They run around extra out and all that. Mm. That's it. And it's a shame because like the best, the best thing that I think that like poor people in general could learn is just that there's nothing to be gained from getting into it with somebody on the other side of town or putting all your energy into just hating somebody or, or dealing with the fact that they don't like you and they are dissing you on their story or whatever. Like so much extra energy goes into that. And it's not just like the hoods in America. When I'm learning about other countries or learning about history and shit, I just see that over and over and over where people, instead of working on uplifting their community, will just basically just end up wasting a shitload of time and effort beefing with each other. Yeah, that shit. That shit crazy. Definitely. Um, I gotta ask, uh, how did the the beef with you and C Max start? Oh shit. <laughs> like so I'm gonna correct it first of all, it's not no beef. Okay. Like, no, there's no way we beef. Okay. That's entertainment. Ain't no such thing as no beef. Because you never met him, never seen him. I never seen him. I never heard of him before the internet. Like I said, I've been in the streets my whole life. I know, I know his big homie. Mm. Coldest part is Big C Mac. He used to be my barber. Really? When I was a kid, he used to cut my hair. So it's like a real small world. Same thing. My mom married uh, another dude from Five Five. That's my brother, like, really, like, she married his dad. Oh, wow. So I know them. And I know a few other dudes that I've been in jail with and dealt with. I know a bunch of people from over there. So it's like I never heard, I never heard of him or nothing. So how <laughs> I'm finna beef with him? I'm not finna beef with you over no internet. I got too much street credit for that. Like, I don't know who you are. We can't compare. And then, like I said, I just, I just see how he move compared to how I move. Like I said, that goes back from in the beginning when we was talking. I said you could tell by how a lot of people move. Like, but so I mean, I can imagine how it would be for you. Is that like you get out of prison, you start doing the rapping thing, and then you know, by virtue of who he beefs with, this has got to be all up in your comments of people. No, that's, that's how it. That's how it originally started. Like as far as the the altercation, like whatever you want to call it. That shit started from somebody commenting on his video. Like, uh, one of his live videos, they come like, will you beat up rapper Jap5? And he got to talk about fuck Jap, and they sent it to me. Hmm. And they sent it to me. I'm like, I'm, I made it on my story first. It wasn't even no Instagram post or nothing. I made it on my story. I'm like, man, who is this weird nigga? And I seen he had this shit on his head. I'm like, this nigga a weirdo. Hmm. So I posted him on my story, and all my homies like, what the fuck? They all start commenting like, who the fuck is that? Like this nigga weird. Like look what he look what he's saying. He's saying fuck job. Like I don't even know this nigga. So then the next time I was on live, somebody had said it. Like 
somebody said, what's up with C-Mac? And I'm, I said it, I'm like, man, that nigga crazier than me. Like, <laughs> like I'm not about to beef with him. Like, that nigga crazier than me. And like I said, this nigga fraud. Like, when I picture this nigga, like, I'll be like, what the fuck? He, I seen a video, he was talking to a cat. I'm like, I'm like, on the dead homies, I'm not finna. <laughs> but I see the video of him I, where he was like, don't get it fucked up just because I got a cute black cat or some shit like that. Yeah, see, he crazy. But like I said, that's the type of shit that, you want to do? You can't respect keep, a man with a cat. I got a cat. No, just for the record. No, I can respect a you man with a cat. You just can't be that into the cat. You can't be on mm-hmm. live with your cat, describing to people why your cat name is this and shit. This is not no normal. This ain't no normal gangster shit. Yeah. You steady told you a gangster. This ain't no gangster shit. I'm really a gangster. This That's open minded gang banging when you just have a cat in your gang. That nigga got a cat and he told, <laughs> well, "Pay attention to the camera." I said, "This nigga fried." <laughs> oh that, man. So then what, y'all y'all go back and forth a little bit on the yeah, stories little, and stuff? it was a little back and forth. But then you kind of took it to a different level when you sampled his audio and put it in your song. Yeah. And I and, noticed and you spelled his, his name wrong in the title on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but look, this, uh, because I ain't trying to, but you can't copyright that. Yeah, but you added the CK, whereas there was normally nah, not. Nah, nah, I put CC. Oh, you did? Yeah, oh, I never put mind, CC. my bad. Nah, but uh, on, on the nigga... On nigga shit Basically I didn't do that As no diss Everybody keep on saying That's a diss track mm-hmm. That's not no diss track Like I swear to God It's not no diss track Cause the song's not about him You just added that in Yeah Right Basically What I what I put that on there for Is because Like I said Where I come from I'm well respected I do my shit I didn't do my turns I ain't never told I ain't never folded Niggas hear about me In the county Beating niggas up And doing that So I'm respected So I got this motherfucker Who I ain't never heard of Talk about Fuck Jap like, I just thought it was funny. Mm. And like I said, I just used that as an introduction. Because my rap, I had already had it. Like, I was already finna drop it. But as far as me putting him on there, I just thought it would be funny. I'm like, man, this nigga popping it. Let me throw him on the front of my shit. It was funny because, like, I, I saw that. I kind of knew right away. I'm like, there's no way he's actually on the song. Because I had I, heard your name and shit. But then I listened to the song, and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to lie. Like, he actually is talented. Like, I fuck with this guy. And, you know, that... From from like a little attention getting perspective, it definitely, I think it got the job done. Yeah, for sure. And that's that's what it was though. I just used it because I thought it was funny. I thought his voice was funny, and then like I said, he be popping it about me. Mm. Like I can mimic you back. Right. And then if it's on top of that, if it's beneficial, for sure I'm finna do it. You you put yourself in that position by saying fuck Jap. Right. So if I use you as a stepping stone to do what I need to do, then I'm gonna I'm gonna step off your head, nigga. Right. So are you guys gonna do this boxing match? Is that likely to happen? Is Honestly, shit too I doubt real? It. I is doubt it too it. real? Like no, the street no. politic part for of the, it? No, for the right amount of money, I would do it definitely. Mm. But that's it. Other than that, nigga, you a bum. I'm not doing no fighting with you. Fuck, I look like bouncing out this foreign fighting you when you in the back seat with a seatbelt on. We not doing that. Oh God. Okay. So no no boxing match, all right. Nah, hell no. Unless they, they pay me, they pay me, they could do it. But mm-hmm. I'm not finna just do it just for fun. Like, I don't fuck with niggas like that. Like I said, what? how is that going to benefit me? That's not going to help me feed my family. Fuck, I'm finna box you for. Mm-hmm. I got a daughter at home, two of them. What the fuck I'm finna fight? What the fuck I'm finna fight you for? I'm my mama. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, normally having this kind of conversation with a rapper, I would be trying to be like, do you think there's any chance that you guys can patch it up and be cool? It doesn't really feel like that's probably worth mentioning. I think best case scenario is probably you guys ignoring each other. Yeah. I'm not sure how likely that is either. But nah, that unless unless he want to keep going viral, 
then that's the only way. But other than that, I don't know. Right. I don't know. I don't. I don't mention him no more. I'm not dissing him. He just put about put back out some other little diss track or something about me, some weird shit. Oh, bro. But I'm not. I'm not that. Mine's wasn't no diss. So you diss me. You trying to start some shit? <laughs> I'm not about to diss you back like that. I didn't diss. I didn't diss your hood in my first song. Mm. Nigga, you diss my hood on the intro. Like I said, I still put that shit in my song. He does that like every five seconds. Yeah, that's. I almost said it by accident when I was asking. I was, I was asking AD. I'm like, "What's that thing he always says?" And I started to say, and he's like, "No, stop! <laughs> don't want to say that here, on camera." He's like, "Just don't. This is a bad yeah, idea." Yeah, that ain't the good word. Yeah. But that's some shit his goofy ass then made up or something. So, and all reality, I don't know what it means. Oh, really? Like you not finna make up no word and think that means this in my hood. I'm gonna laugh at your goofy ass. That don't mean this in my hood. Growing up though, what was the worst thing? that somebody could say to piss you off in regards to where you're from? Uh, it wasn't it wasn't no worst thing. I just used to want to get cracking for nothing. For anything? <laughs> you don't got to <laughs> violate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's been a weird, like, realization that there's, like, all these fucking secret code words that you can't say. Or you can. But you nah, know. you can. Like I said, that shit's stupid. That shit goofy. If somebody's still tripping over a word, they deserve everything coming towards them. Mm. You not that's ignorant as fuck. Like you gonna you gonna trip over a word. Like I said, I don't give a fuck. You can say whatever word you wanna say. Don't touch me. That's it. Yeah, I'm not gonna Don't stand in my way. Yeah. I hear it. Um Okay. But uh now like wh- where do you see your shit at musically? Have you uh like I don't know, do do you what's the game plan in terms of putting out new music, new videos, et cetera? Like where where do you see your career at and where are you trying to take it? Uh, uh, I see myself going pretty far yeah. with the music. I got a lot of labels and stuff. I was wondering already, that the labels already, tapping in. Yeah, they've been tapping in, and uh, I ran into it like I I I've been at the club and stuff. I met YG. Oh, for real? We chopped it up. I met Shorty Shorty. You know, he from my oh, yeah, hood. Yeah. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, so I'll be with Shorty Shorty, chopping up with other celebrities and everything. I was clicking on some videos that were like top ten Hoover rappers and shit, and I was learning. I'm like, oh what? There's more than I knew of. <laughs> it's a lot of. Shout out Max O'Cream. Oh yeah, Max O'Cream. Yeah, Max O'Cream. I hung out with him a lot. Didn't wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, that's dope. He be doing his thing. That's the man, for sure. Um, okay, so yeah, I don't know. Like, what do you? Uh, do you have anything for us to be looking forward to? You thinking about doing like a tape, or are you gonna just keep doing one-off videos and shit? Uh, yeah, I got a, I got a tape coming soon, called the Famous Game Banger. Okay. And I'm gonna drop that. Do you so, plan on uh you gonna get, be having features on there? Anybody in particular that you plan on working with? Yeah, I got a I got a few features. I got a few I got uh Young Note. He's from San Bernardino, he do his thing. Oh, well okay. he from Marino Valley. Uh-huh. Out that way, he do his thing out the IE area. Uh I got Blue Rags, he do his thing too. Uh hit a J three. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I seen his shit. Got a few. That's what's up. Um. Okay. Anything else you want to uh, tell the world in terms of like what you, what your mission is or anything that you got coming? Uh. Shit. Basically, I'm just I'm more so on a positive mission now. Mm. Like I'm more so trying to trying to build, and I feel like everybody should have that same mindset. Like as far as like what we what we what we sticking around doing. If it's not benefiting us. If it's not beneficial, 
to us in any type of way. Like, I feel like everybody should see the world how I see the world. I feel like the world would be a better place if everybody seen eye to eye with me. Mm. As far as like where I, the people I come from and stuff, I feel like it'll it'll be different because I do got a cool vision, and I be trying to help. Like I said, I be talking to kids. I be tr- I be trying to like build up the community. I be trying to be positive. And like I'm I'm just now really getting started, so I'm just getting my feet wet. So when I get like the help behind it, like the proper help I want, and I can do more. But as far as me doing it by myself, I do enough. I do a lot. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Well, uh, yeah, we definitely. I, I got to pull up to the boxing gym sometime. Oh yeah, and you can show me what's going on. That'd be good if you had a clip knocking me out for the for the Instagram or some shit. <laughs> nah, that could be that's viral right up. there. <laughs> nah, that's fucked up. Uh, you got a lot more experience than me. I don't know. Nah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be training though. I got some. I, I just started back training. That's what's up. So, one yeah. of these days they're gonna make like an actual good boxer, like rap boxing match type thing happen. Nah, I'll really put on a show. I got I got clips and stuff. Like you can look me up. I really I really know how to fight. But I I just if it's not beneficial in no type of way, I'm not finna mm. I'm not finna play with it. I think the time is right though. The Blueface just finally did a fight. DDG did a fight. I mean, rappers just were not doing this until recently. So now I'm starting yeah. to feel like it's becoming more it normalized. Is. That's you know? from Jake Paul and then Jake Paul yeah, opened yeah. up the door for that day. And they're yeah. making like tens of millions of dollars Look, off that they shit. They fighting fucking world boxers and shit. They doing their shit. Yeah. I'm telling you, they smart. Hell and yeah. I'm sure they probably just started an idea and nobody never probably thought it would go nowhere. And look now. I was like talking to uh, Jake's brother Logan the other day and he just said like, we figured out the cheat code. Like this, you know, it's a cheat code. Like the amount of money they money, can make that's boxing it. in comparison to like making YouTube videos. Yeah, YouTube video money is cool. The boxing shit is a totally different. But thing. as far but as far as like that, they also been had money. Yeah. So when you come from money, it's easier. When you really don't come from no money, mm. that's where, like I said, like where my area is. A lot of it's a lot of good rappers over there, but they really don't come from much. So it's hard for them to be seen when everybody that come from money is just they got the money to pay to do certain shit. Like we really got to work it out the mud. Mm. So it's a little different. That's real for sure. Well, you're definitely talented, and I uh, appreciate you coming on and telling your story and shit, man. I appreciate you. Jab 5, appreciate you, man. Much love. Jab 5, no Jab jumper. Five Coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, Patreon, SoundCloud, iTunes. We got the patrons on the screen right now. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, nojumper.com if you want to support. And uh, go listen to Jab 5 on Spotify and all that. Appreciate you, man.